Oh my gosh, everyone. This is our second episode of the Finding Self podcast. If you're watching the video version on Spotify or the video version on YouTube, you can probably see that I've got a big old grin on right now. I'm cheesing. And it is because I have just been so overwhelmed at everything that has come out of this podcast so far and just the support that I've gotten. So a little bit of background, I decided to take the leap and I posted on my personal Instagram, which is just like my Instagram that has all like my friends, family, and like random people from high school and random people from like university classes. I posted on my Instagram that I'm starting a podcast, which was honestly, out of all the things that I do in my life, that's probably the one thing I'm most scared of doing is like sharing what I'm doing with people that I actually know, because obviously the people that we know and care about are the opinions that we care about the most. But then I realized that I'm going to die one day. So I did it, whatever, it doesn't matter. And the amount of people who personally messaged me saying that like they had wanted to start a podcast or they were so stoked that I was starting a podcast, people from high school that I never like ever even talked to, like went and followed it. And you guys, I know this doesn't sound like a big number, but almost 40 people went and followed the podcast Instagram page after I'd posted it on my personal one. And like, Again, that doesn't sound like a big numbers because we're so used to seeing hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of subscribers on Instagram and social media. But that means that 40 people who know me somewhat personally are either interested in the podcast or just like along for the ride for whatever I do. And that it means so much. And I don't know, it's it's so much fun. And also, if you listen to episode number one, where I said that one of my goals for this podcast was to um, drag my friends into it. I had some friends who actually volunteered that are actually interested. I thought it would be like pulling teeth to try and get my friends to talk with me on this podcast, but no. So keep that in mind for the future. I'm going to be bringing on my cool friends to have a chat with me and I'm so excited. But anyways, I just want to say thank you if you're listening to this episode because you saw it on my personal Instagram and now you're listening to it. I, I'm so happy to have people like you in my life, even if I don't know you super personally. I just, I love you. I just think it's so cool when people can like support people's dreams of doing weird things, even if it's a little bit like maybe weird, maybe a little bit awkward, but I appreciate you. And I've been talking a lot about the people that I actually know. If we've never met before, if this is your first time listening to me, listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. My name is Gabrielle. I'm the host of this podcast, which basically means... I'm the talker lady. You're going to listen to me talk. And I'm also the one that started this podcast because I just wanted a space to share my life and share my stories and share my lessons in the hope that somebody could get things out of it. Because a couple of months ago, you would have known this if you listened to the first episode of the podcast, but I realized that I had been stuck in a rut for probably like two or three months and I was not very happy with where I was. And the moment that I decided or realized that I wasn't very happy and there was a lot of things that I needed to change, I started getting so many lessons and so many downloads from the world, from the universe, creator, whatever you want to call it. I just started getting so many lessons and I'm like, wow, what a better way to use this to advantage the world or like better the world than for me to share these little lessons in the hope that people can either relate and we could be podcast friends or maybe make them think a little bit more about their own lives. And yeah, so that's the point of the podcast is to share my story and my experiences in the hope that either you can feel a little less alone or maybe you can get a little more clarity in your own life or we can just relate. And yeah, it's all about 
building a little podcast community, which I'm very excited about. So today's episode is going to be the first normal episode of this podcast. If you listen to the very first episode of the podcast, it was just me talking about like, I guess, who I am and why I wanted to start a podcast and my (laughs) my hopes and dreams for the future of the podcast. I'm starting to talk really fast because I'm getting excited. Let me slow down. If you're interested in learning about the podcast itself, then I would recommend going and listening to the first episode. But today, as the very first normal episode, I am going to be sharing with you all the random little thoughts, all the random little, I guess, stories and lessons that I learned this week in my life as Gabrielle, in the hopes that maybe you can either relate or maybe it'll help bring you clarity in your own life or maybe just get you thinking about some things that you otherwise wouldn't have thought about. So, my friends, my Finding Self podcast friends, let's get into the very first lesson. So, lesson number one. If you're reacting to something, it means that some part of you is still on that level. Mm. That one is hard to take in because I feel like a lot of times we react to things because we think that we're better than it or we feel offended by it. And the reason that this lesson came into my life is I have this prof in one of my classes and sometimes the way that she does things or the things that she says come off in kind of a rude way and they get a decent amount of the people in the class riled up and the rate my prof like rating reviews of her say the same so it's not just me that's thinking this other people in the class have shared with me how they're not they're not loving her vibe but what happened the other day is we were doing group presentations and the group that was presenting was in the middle of talking and the prof from the back the class yells two more minutes so obviously that got them a little bit like anxious because the prof's yelling at them to finish their presentation and presenting is already like nerve-wracking in and of itself and then once they got to 10 minutes, the prof yells out 10 minutes in the middle of them talking. And she did that consecutively throughout the three presentations that we had in class. And every single time that she interrupted the groups that were presenting, everyone was like looking at each other, like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? And everyone was kind of having a similar reaction. But the guy next to me, after she made one of these comments, he just like had a little chuckle, had a little laugh. And then I leaned over to him and I'm like, I saw that laugh and he goes, yeah, I just think it's really funny that we're all running out of time. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because I was getting offended because I thought it was really rude for her to be like dismissing students in this way and like basically telling them what they have to say isn't important and just rushing them. And that got me thinking that this dude is at such a higher level than probably all the other people in our class because he's not taking what this prof is doing personally. It's not affecting him because he's not, there's nothing in him that is getting affected by it. On the other hand, myself, and this is what I really learned is I was getting worked up and affected by what the prof was saying because I was imagining myself up at the front of the class presenting and how that would make me feel, how that would make me feel like, Maybe she doesn't care what I have to say or making me feel like what I have to say isn't important or that what I have to say isn't worth it. And I was taking it personally. So as soon as he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, this dude, like what the heck? It kind of blew my mind because I realized something can only bother you 
if there's something inside of you that are at like the same vibe so if someone is being negative or someone I don't know just like not being a nice human if there's something inside of you that's getting triggered and you're insecure about something then you're gonna react to it however this guy who's like on a totally other level totally confident in himself didn't care he just thought it was funny that we were running out of time the prof being at a more negative space the guy could just look at it and laugh at me like oh haha that kind of sucks right so that's just something to keep in mind if you feel like there's something that you are reacting to that is like a negative energy reaction there's probably something inside of you that is kind of on that level and maybe something we can take away from that is just try and rise above the things that are getting you worked up just be above that one of my favorite i don't know if it's a quote but something really interesting is trust the triggers to teach And I think that is a really good representation of that because if you're getting triggered by something, it means there's probably a little part in you that needs some healing, maybe a little part in you that could use some leveling up. So let's take that (laughs) into our lives is when you get triggered, recognize that there's probably something you need to look deeper into and trust that trigger to be your teacher because it's showing you exactly where to focus. Next. I feel like we started that one off pretty heavy, pretty strong. Next one is, I guess, kind of similar. It came out of the same class. This prof is getting a lot of reactions out of people. And that is if you don't want what someone has and you don't want to be the way that someone is, then don't listen to their opinion. And this one sounds really obvious, but I feel like it's very easy to get affected by other people's opinions. So the story behind this one is one of my fellow students in the class had gotten kind of a snarky remark on one of the papers where basically the prof told her that she suggested she get a book on how to write so that she could learn how to write at like a university level, which hit the student a little hard because I think she writes in like her free time. So that was like a direct negative comment on something she actually put a lot of effort into doing like she read a whole book to do this 750 word project she put so much time into it and then the prof goes and gives her a bad mark and tells her that she needs to learn how to write properly so anyways she was talking to me about that and we were walking out of class and then she's like I just I just keep thinking about that comment that the prof gave me and it's kind of like putting me down and whatever I don't remember her exact words but basically I asked her like I have a question for you. She goes, yeah. And I'm like, do you want to be like that prof? She goes, no. And I'm like, do you want what that prof has? Like, do you want to be where she is in her life? And she's like, not really, no. And I'm like, then why would you listen to her opinion? So that just really reminded me that if someone isn't where you want to be, if someone isn't acting the way that you want to act, If someone is giving you an opinion and it is not someone that you look up to and you aspire to be like, don't listen to their opinion because their opinion got them to where they are. And if you don't want to be where they are, don't listen to their opinion. That is one of the really great things about finding mentors and finding people who are where you want to be is those are the kind of opinions you want to listen to because they can help guide you to that lifestyle or that mindset. But if someone's not where you want to be, then why would you listen to anything they have to say, really? So that was one takeaway. If someone is giving you opinions and you're getting offended by them, next time you feel kind of irked about someone's opinion, ask yourself, do I want to be like them or do I not care? And if you want to be like them, then maybe you should consider their opinion. But if you don't care and you don't aspire to be like them, 
then maybe it's just worth letting go. Next, folks, numero tres is don't let the fear of what other people think stop you from doing something cool. And I guess this kind of like piggybacks off of number two, but I realized this because after I posted on my Instagram about me starting a podcast, there were probably at least four of my friends who told me that they were interested in starting a podcast. And I I know that there are people in my own life um, that have just shared with me that they had been interested in starting a podcast. And just when people are interested in starting things in general, I can't speak to why they aren't following their ideas or aren't following their curiosity, but I can say from personal experience that I think fear of what other people think is a really big, I guess, reason that people don't do things. And it's just, it, in a way, it's sad because when you are on your deathbed, are you going to be thinking about Tom and Sally's opinion? No, you're going to wish that you had done the thing that you had wanted to do. I just, oh, and it, it makes me so sad because when I look at my friends and I look at people, like I think they are such amazing people and I think that people have so much that they can bring and share to the world. And the idea that they aren't doing something because they are scared of what other people think is so sad to me because I don't know. I just think if people actually followed their curiosity and followed their passion, we would have so many cool things in the world. And I could talk from personal experience, like obviously with me even starting the podcast, there is fear of like what some people might think of me. But I always remind myself the whole thing of like people's opinions on you don't really matter. If you're on your deathbed, you're not going to be thinking about them. But also just recognizing that if you are in a position right now where you're trying something out and you have people that you feel like are kind of judging you, just recognize that the judgments that people put on others are the judgments that they are putting on themselves. So if people think that something that you're doing is cringy or something that you're doing is just stupid... That's because that they can't imagine putting themselves in that position. They're not confident enough to put themselves in that position, right? They see you doing something. They think about how they would feel if they were doing that. And then they project that onto you. So if you're getting any kind of opinion on people for doing something cool that you think is cool, then just don't listen to it. It's not worth it. And this is also your sign that don't let the fear of what other people think stop you from doing something cool because one day we're all going to die. So you might as well do something cool while you're alive. Next, number four, this one's really interesting and it was the realization that I should start approaching things more holistically. Now, I got this realization because I'm in this one class, you know, school's giving me so many realizations, Um, but I'm in a class on, it's like an indigenous studies class and basically I had to do a project on indigenous people and education because it's an education class so I did my research project on indigenous pedagogy which is like the way that general way that indigenous communities teach as well as indigenous worldview like just the I guess the the commonalities um, of indigenous worldview and when I was looking through this there was a, a very common theme of seeing things as interrelated And this drew a very stark comparison between, I guess, our very Western culture, Western colonial culture of seeing things as very isolated and separate. So something really interesting I took away from that project was the indigenous worldview 
basically that people are made up of the emotional body, the spiritual body, the physical body, and the emotional body. I think I got that right. Physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. And that all of these things are related. So your physical body can affect your mental body and so on and so forth. And I think that's a really interesting shift to make because I think in the West, we really put an emphasis on treating something in isolation. So if something is happening with like your mental health you isolate it to your mental health when something is happening with your physical health you isolate it to your physical health whereas all parts of your body I feel are in a way very interconnected and that's something that I guess we are getting more familiar with as time goes on and as research brings up these crazy things like the way that your gut health is so important for your mental health is just insane and something people probably would have dismissed some years ago so I just take that into your life the way that you will just starting to see things more holistically and that everything in your life affects other things it's just a really weird shift that I hadn't really considered before and I hadn't realized how we really did separate things and isolate things in western cultures okay so next numero five I I can just say number five I keep keep saying numero numero five as if this is gonna make it more interesting okay number five is You build your tribe. You're the one who gets to pick what kind of people stay and what kind of people you keep in your life and what kind of people you bring into your life. And this, I guess, I just realized this after the whole sharing the podcast on my Instagram and how many people reached out to me and how many people supported the podcast. And I am just so in awe of my amazing friends and all the support that they give me. And I also just want everyone to recognize that you have a choice on who you keep in your life and you have a choice on the kind of people you build your life around and I also want to say something really important about this is you have to be the kind of person that is going to attract the kind of people that you want you know what I mean I think one thing that is becoming more and more clear to myself is if I want to continue attracting really cool people And I want to keep on, I guess, building this amazing community of people that I can associate myself with is I need to keep growing and I need to keep on trying to be someone that I would want to be friends with. (laughs) So if you are in a place right now where you're not, maybe you're not very happy with like the friend group that you have, first of all, just know that you have the choice to switch that. If the friend group that you have is not like supporting your dreams or like they're not really going in the same direction as you are. You have the opportunity to change that. And also, if you want to change that, you got to check yourself and make sure that you are the kind of person that's going to attract those people in the first place. So anyways, you get to build your tribe. That was a big a big reminder for myself this week. Next, a very great reminder for me, which is kind of related to the last one, is put energy into the people who believe in you and pump you up. Now, this one kind of hits hard for me because... If you know me personally and we're friends, I'm going to apologize in advance because I know, I know, and I'm sorry. I am not very good at like staying in touch with people. And I think there's a couple of reasons for this is that I keep myself so busy and that's not an excuse, but I get so into the random obsessions that I start. For example, this podcast, I, I just, when I pick something, I go all in. And I live in my own little world. Like, I don't even think of reality. I just don't. I th- All I think about is, like, my project, and I just go for it. And I live in my head, you guys. 
I don't know if that has anything to do with like a star sign or a planet or whatever. Point blank, I live in my head. I live in my own little dream world. And on top of that, I really like my own company. I'm a little bit of a homebody. When I'm around people, I love it and I love talking to people and I love connecting to people. But if I'm in my house, I never think to go out and hang out with people. I just think of how nice it is to stay home. So me living in my own little world and me liking my solitude leads to me being very bad at keeping in contact with the people in my life that I love. And I think this is something I do need to get better at because I don't know, when you find really great people, you have to put some kind of effort in to remind them of how much you love them and how cool you think they are and how much you appreciate them and want them to stay in your life. And I think a really great example of this is I have one friend, shout out to Sky if you're listening right now, but she always sends me these pictures of cool things that she finds at the thrift store because she knows that I love thrifting and I love finding cool stuff. And like, I feel like that's just a great example of you don't have to do a lot to stay in contact with people. You don't have to do a lot for someone to feel like you're thinking of them. Like if you go and do something in your life and you think of somebody send them a picture or send them a little message and be like, hey, I thought you might like this or hey, this reminded me of you and I'm thinking of you. Like people knowing or I guess you sharing with people that you're thinking of them and that you appreciate them. I feel like that's enough. So for me, I'm not very good at staying in contact with people, but I feel like the people that I love and the people that I want to keep in my life, I should send them little reminders that I love them and that I want to keep them in my life. So that's something to remember is if you have people that you think are really cool and you love them and you want them to stay in your life send them little reminders that you're thinking of them or yeah just stay in contact somehow it doesn't have to be a lot but just little I don't know when you get a message and someone's saying that they're like thinking of you then it's just really sweet and makes you love them more so do that to the friends and people that you love in your life okay next one number seven is pretty unrelated but I have realized throughout this week that we're kind of suckers for treating symptoms and it kind of goes back to the whole not very holistic view of I guess community that I grew up in but I feel like the reason that we're suckers for treating symptoms is because we haven't really been taught or programmed to treat the cause or even look for the cause and you might be like no Gabby I always look for the cause I don't just treat the superficial things let me give you an example that probably all of us can relate to So I don't know about you. I have a feeling I do know about you, but I don't know about you. But I feel like when I'm uncomfortable, I seek out distraction. (laughs) And the easiest distraction usually is short form content like TikTok or Instagram or Instagram Reels or YouTube Reels or even long form content like YouTube videos. When we're uncomfortable, We want to escape our discomfort. And that, my friend, is treating the symptom. (laughs) You're treating the symptom of you being uncomfortable by distracting yourself from it. However, you get a temporary relief from your discomfort. And as soon as you shut off your phone and put it to the side, then you go on to do your normal life and you're still uncomfortable, which means you didn't treat the root cause. (laughs) And when we don't treat the root cause, we never we never fix it. We never grow. And I think this is really important to recognize 
just bring the awareness into your life of are you doing something because you're trying to soothe it because you're trying to escape from it for from something next time you pick up your phone and you're scrolling endlessly maybe think and try and recognize if there is a deeper thing you're trying to escape and I think just in general it's really good to go seven layers deep I don't know what book that's from I think it's from a book but basically it goes along the lines of the real answer to the question is seven layers deep which means you need to ask like seven questions to get to the real answer so anyways in your day-to-day lives while you're doing things maybe when you're doing things that are a little bit pointless and mindless ask yourself if there's something you're trying to mask and um yeah go seven layers deep okay another unrelated point but a very interesting one that i got while i was at school again is don't always be thinking about what's next and I'll tell you the story behind this one. There's a girl in my class that I'm like class friends with. We talk during class. And I looked over at her during class and she was bouncing her leg and she was looking on her computer screen at her list of things to do while she was in class. And the reason that this hit me so hard is because I saw myself reflected in her in that moment because here she was in class there was nothing that she could do about the things that she had to do yet that's what she was thinking about in that moment and I find myself doing this so often is I'm in a moment I can't do anything about the things I need to do but I'm thinking about everything that I want to do and I trick myself into thinking that me planning ahead or thinking about the future is productive and it's not because then you get to the future And half the time you either procrastinate or you're thinking of things other than what you should be doing anyways. So the reason that this hit me so hard is looking at this girl, looking at her to-do list, bouncing her leg in class, is she was kind of wasting her present moment. And this is something that has been coming up a lot for me lately, not only in this moment, but I think this is the one that really drove it home, is I've been recognizing that I spent a lot of time in my head, like we've previously established, And I spend a lot of time thinking about the future and what I want to be doing and the things that I want to do. But the problem with that is if you're always thinking about what you want to do next, once you get to that next, you're not even there. You're not even present. You're thinking about the next next thing. And when you're always thinking about what you want to be doing in the future or you're thinking about your future, you're stealing yourself of your present moment. And if you keep on stealing yourself of your present moment and you're not living in the present moment, then you're literally, I feel like that's the definition of wasting your life because you never experience life. You're always just living in your head, experiencing this idea of what you think your life will be or what you think you want your life to be. So that is my huge takeaway from this week is when I'm doing activities, check myself and just make sure that I'm actually thinking of what I'm doing right now. It's okay to plan. I'm a big list person. I'm a big plan person. But make your list, make your plan, set it aside. And then when you're going through the things you want to do on that list, be in the moment. I found for me something that really helps if I'm doing, if I'm around my house is putting music on because it gives me like a cue that, hey, there's a physical world here. You don't have to always be in your head. (laughs) Whereas if I don't have music on, all I do is like I'm in my head and I'm thinking. So I guess what I want you all to potentially take away from this is when you're doing things in your everyday life, your day to day life. Check your mental state and see, are you thinking about the future? Are you thinking about your past even? I know people, some people are stuck in the future like myself, but some people really are stuck in the past and they've 
ruminate and whatever else but check where your mental state is and try and bring it back to this present moment it is a practice it is a skill and it's a skill that I'm working on but I think it's something really important for all of us to to think about so that we're not wasting our lives next this is a random point number nine is a random point um I'm over social media period I've been over social media for so long but let me explain to you what I mean when I say I'm over social media I'm over short form content which is literally all social media is at this point in time but I'm over it and there's a couple of reasons one because half the time I cannot conquer it it is like my kryptonite and it's probably most of our kryptonites because the people who design these things and I know we've all heard it but they literally design them to be like slot machines so we get obsessed with them and they make us feel so good when we're on them and there's always something next Every single time you swipe, you get a dopamine hit. That's unreal. And then I find myself over half an hour, over an hour sometimes, swiping on stuff and I'm wasting my life away. But I can't stop. So that's one reason I'm over short form content. The other reason I'm over short form content is I feel like not only is it ruining how well I can pay attention, like my attention span, but I feel like a minute is not really enough time to like actually get any kind of meaningful point across. Like there are some TikTok and some Instagram reels and some YouTube shorts that are actually somewhat impactful and make you think. But as soon as they make you think, you're moving on to the next thing and it's not even relevant and you forget anything you would have learned. You know what I mean? So for the past little while, I've actually deleted Instagram. I actually haven't had TikTok, but I've deleted short form media from my phone and it took me a while to get there because I had a bit of FOMO of you know like what am I gonna miss what if there's something life-changing and then I checked myself and I was a girl have you ever after spending an hour on your phone scrolling have you ever had anything that changed your life drastically and the answer to that for me at least was no (laughs) I have not. So now I'm like, you know what? I'll delete it. I'll see how I feel. If I'm really, really wanting something that bad, I can go on my computer. It's just like putting one more barrier between myself and the thing that's wasting my life. So at least like when I want to go on it, I need to really think about, am I going on this because I have a pur- purpose or am I going on this because I have nothing better to do? And if you're going on social media and wasting your life because you have nothing better to do, I would probably suggest finding something better to do. <laughs> I'm not trying to preach or anything here but it's just oh it gets me so frustrated I think we all know the feeling of going on our phones and then realizing that we've been on our phones for an hour and putting it down and you're just like you're not happy after that because you know that you've wasted like an hour of your life and once you get off your phone you feel so not motivated to do anything because you were just on a dopamine high for like however long Anyways, so I'm over social media, but I'm not over long form content. So I'm not over like YouTube videos and I'm not over podcasts. And I'm not just saying that because I've started a podcast, but I'm saying that because I feel like when I go on YouTube videos, longer ones, and I listen to podcasts, you're expecting to sit down and really get into something. And after you watch a YouTube video or after you listen to a podcast, I think one of the big, big things that makes long form content different than short form is you have some time to like process what you actually thought about. You know, like if you listen to an hour long podcast about a lot of things that you really like kind of blew your mind, then you turn the podcast off usually and you think about it. You know, you don't 
chain listen to podcasts the way that you chain watch TikTok. Like there could be a one minute TikTok video and it could be the most life changing thing. But if after that minute you swipe through 30 other things, you're never going to actually remember it and apply it to your life. So this is my thing lately is long form content because you can get into good subjects and also you have the time afterwards to think about how it's going to actually affect your own life. That's just my spiel. We'll see how well I do with <laughs> not getting pulled back into social media now that I have my podcast Instagram that I'm going to be like uploading to and stuff. So that'll be interesting. I also would love to hear your thoughts on social social, social media. Um, go over on my Instagram and like tell me anywhere. I just I just want to know if I'm the only person that's having this problem with short form content and like how it's ruining my brain and melting my brain cells. Okay. That was kind of a sad, depressing note. But number 10 is a little bit different and a thought that I need to think about a little more, but I wanted to share it because I thought it'd be interesting, but I don't know if I've fully like developed the thought yet. The other day I was sitting down and I was thinking about how other generations kind of harp on Gen Z about (laughs) things that we do. And I was thinking, you know what? There's a lot of good things that Gen Zs do. Like we don't want to slave our lives away to make someone else richer. We want freedom. We want to actually experience life the fulfilling, purposeful things in life. But then, you know, I was kind of thinking about also how baby boomers and other generations before us are kind of right about our, I guess, weaknesses. But I recognized that all these other generations before us, I mean, every generation makes mistakes, but all the generations before us have made mistakes. We can learn from their mistakes, but I feel like we also need to learn from their strengths, you know, like the things that they were really good at. And I realized that us Gen Zers, and by Gen Z, I mean anyone born after like 95, us Gen Zers, if we harness certain superpowers and add them to the superpowers of our generation, I feel like we're just going to beat everyone else. For example, the really big one that came into my head is delayed gratification. I think this one is especially true for us because, one, we have access to anything at the touch of a screen. It's not even a push of a button anymore. It's just the touch of a screen. But we have so much access to things and we don't have to wait for them. So that programs us to love instant gratification. Second of all, I feel like with social media, whenever we see people have success, it almost seems like it happens overnight. That's the way it seems to us. But in reality, people usually have to put like, one, two, three, four, five years into something before it actually reaches any kind of success from the outsider view. So not only are we kind of programmed for instant gratification through social media and like through the action of, you know, having so much available to us at the touch of a screen, but also we have this like false perception that people who are making it big are kind of doing it overnight when really that's not the way that it is. So I think if a lot of us can kind of recognize and start to train ourselves that good things take a while, one of one of my favorite quotes for this is, you can't rush something that you want to have last a lifetime. Whoa. I don't know who said that, but if we can remember that if we want something to last a long time, if we want something to be sustainable, we have to build it in a sustainable way and building things in a sustainable way takes time then that is one of the superpowers, I think, that if we harness as a generation, that we will be the best generation. No, I'm just kidding. But if you can harness that and everyone else in your generation is not, then I can almost guarantee that we will find some kind of success. 
So maybe next week I'll think of some more superpowers that we can harness as Gen Zs that are right now our weaknesses, but we can turn into superpowers. (laughs) But we'll see how that goes. I'll keep you updated. Okay, my friends, the very last point of today, point number 11 for anyone who has made it this far is don't wait until you have everything figured out. Oh, this one is a hard point for me and I'm getting better at it. I used to be worse at this, but as a recovering perfectionist, this is something really important because, okay, there's a few different reasons that it's important. First of all is if you wait until you have everything figured out, you're never going to do anything. (laughs) The only way to figure things out is by starting to do it. All you need to do is start something. And that's hard if you're someone who's scared of making mistakes or if you want to master everything and you want to know what you're doing before you get into it. I just think that it's a really harmful way to think of you just want to figure things out more. You just want to learn more about it before you start it because no one ever found fulfillment by sitting on their couch. No one ever found success from sitting on their couch because they were scared of starting because they didn't have anything figured out yet. Stop using that as a reason to not do what you want to do in life. Learn a little bit about it and actually do something about it, like do some action behind it. And this was a big thing for my podcast is I was setting things up. I'm like, I don't really know how to start a podcast. I'm like, you know what? First of all, no one's probably going to listen to this podcast for the first like maybe a year. You never know. There will be a lot of people that don't care about what you're doing. So it doesn't matter if you mess up. Learn enough about it. Buy like a mic and press record. (laughs) edit it somewhat and upload it period and then you will learn as you go so for all of the perfectionists out there don't be paralyzed by what you don't know learn a little bit about it and do it don't wait until you have everything figured out to start because the only way you're going to learn is by starting so everyone this brings us to the end of the second episode of the finding self podcast i hope that any some of my thoughts and my feelings and my realizations and my lessons from this past week have resonated with you and that you can take them in some way. And I'm also curious because I'm interested in starting a little like mini episode of this podcast that I would um, publish on Sundays. I think it could be fun to kind of give like a theme of last week and then give you the main lessons I've learned related to that theme and then give you all things to bring into your next week because I feel like Sundays are the days that we're like getting our lives ready for the world. So if you were like listening to the podcast while you were like doing laundry or doing dishes, thinking about the things about last week, thinking about some lessons and also just giving you resources and questions and journal prompts and whatever throughout the week, I feel like that could be fun. So if you're interested in the little mini episode then let me know. But other than that, that kind of wraps up today. If you've made it this far, love you all very much. And I will see you in next week's episode, which will be episode three. How fun. Thank you so much for spending the time with me today to join this podcast. And I will see you in the next one, folks. Love you. Bye.